0: You're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell and Greg Hughes. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 225 with guest Jeremy Moskowitz, recorded Tuesday, August 16, 2011. Run As Radio is produced each week by Quap Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at... PWOP.com. You can follow the boys on Twitter at twitter.com slash run as radio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell Flying Solo for another episode of Run As Radio. And I've got Jeremy Moskowitz on the line. And we've had Jeremy on the show before. He's a group policy MVP, runs Moskowitz Incorporated, a company specializing in Microsoft Consulting and Education. Since becoming one of the world's first MCSes in Windows NT and Windows 2000, way back then, Jeremy has performed Active Directory Group Policy and Windows Management Planning and Implementation for some of the world's largest organizations. He's been seen at some of the world's largest conferences, including Microsoft Ed, MMS, MCP Magazine's Tech Mentor, and Windows Connections. Welcome, Jeremy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, I th- yeah, you're so right uh, when it when it comes to Becoming one of the first NCSEs MC- in the world, you know what my electives were. You know, you had to c- take those core exams and electives. Right. You, know, you want to know what my electives were?
0: Yeah, I, g- I can't imagine there were many.
1: Well, there were a handful of them. Actually, TCPIP ip was was an elective you could take at the time.
0: Wow, right? Because back then we still had the choice of other network stacks.
1: Yeah, that's right. So my two electives were, if you can dig it, MS Mail, mm. the the testament ah. to batch files program. If you remember MS Mail, I remember. And Microsoft LAN manager. Oh, I man. had an elective in a LAN manager, and, man, I am stupid proud of that one. <laughs>
0: right, that's serving your career well these days, Jeremy? Is that really yes. helping you out?
1: You know, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty dangerous with the net use command because <laughs> of my days cutting my teeth on the, on the LAN manager oh, man. for OS2. Uh, those are the days.
0: Yeah, we did good things in networking back then, different topologies. Uh I had a conversation about token ring the other day that just gave me chills.
1: Do you remember what they called the connector pieces?
0: No the token ring? I remember they were huge.
1: Yeah, they were called Boy George connectors.
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, and it, you know, the problem now is that Ethernet's gotten so fast that the whole the whole uh, concept of collision avoidance and detection that whole thing just is meaningless when you're going at ten yeah. gigabits. It, it's just not an issue.
1: Yeah, we've uh, yeah. I mean, that's something. Networks are are way more robust and and uh, and you know more guaranteed. Uh, you know, before, even even when AD first came out, I thought it was. I, I just remember thinking at the time, okay, we're planning for this AD and our network links are going up and down all the time. Right. That's, that problem is going to go away soon. It's just, it just is. And it pretty, you know, for the, for most of the world it has. And not everywhere, but in a lot of cases. And I think that that's, that, that, that's the progress. Things, things are, things come out. There's, there's weirdness around the technology. There's a lot of vendors doing it. And then something it settles in and then it becomes a standardized practice.
0: So. And I think the average user now looks at the Ethernet jack the same way they look at the power outlet. Hopefully, they don't confuse the two, but they just expect <laughs> it to work when they plug it in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've uh, I've blown up some devices at hotels that are mislabeled. That's fun.
0: Nice. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm finding most nicks now are pretty robust. You, you generally they just shut themselves off when you do something dumb.
1: Yes, by 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 and large, they're power protected. But back back in the day, I'd click click things in, and I'd see a little. I see the the LED on the back of the network card shine a bright yellow light before it finally faded away forever.
0: That's sort of, woo, and then it's done. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Last hurrah!
0: (laughs) So you've been hard at work, my friend. You've been up to stuff.
1: Ah, You know, it's been super fun. Uh, And uh, I have been doing stuff. You know, the first thing is that, uh, you know, Windows 7's been taken off like wildfire, and people are really concerned about what are they going to do once it's out there, because the the same, I think we can agree that the same generalized problems in XP land are still plaguing us in Windows 7 land. Like, I read somebody's article, an example of, you know, WinRot still exists, and you know I love the term WinRot, and I'll just define it for everybody else, which is the idea that the longer Windows runs and the more junk you put upon it, it still, over time, becomes slow and crufty. And that's, you know, people thought, oh, man, maybe Windows 7 is going to take away that problem. And I don't know about you, but I haven't seen that exactly in my personal experience.
0: Now, I've been describing it as software is fatty food, and eventually your computer needs an angioplasty.
1: I love it. Exactly. So, WinRot or computer angioplasty. Exactly. So, in other words, the same generalized problems that we had at XP are are transferred onto Windows 7. And, and one of those problems that I was personally, like, there's not a lot, I can't cure cancer, okay? I right. just don't have that skill. But there is something that I, there's something that I do know. And I I, I really know. Um, Microsoft's group policy. Yeah, like, I, uh, I, I, you know, that's just like, I, I don't, I don't know much, but I know this one thing, and I know it pretty well. And what this means is that I, I had, I got hit on the head with the Newtonian apple a couple years back. Nice. And I, literally, this happened at TechEd. This is a cool story. We were, we were sitting around one of those Chalk Talk sessions, mm-hmm. and, uh, and somebody said, you know, why don't, why don't third-party vendors' group policy enable their applications? Would it be killer if they could just lock them down and just create ADM templates that would just do their thing and, and uh, you know, lock out the UI and set settings? And, and then I realized vendors can't do that for a lot of kind of applications. They could do it for some but they can't do it for others because the way that they store their data isn't the kind of thing that an ADM file can do. And by the way, when I say ADM, I also mean and imply ADMX files. It's just the, the underlying definitions for all that stuff in the administrative template section of the group policy land. You know, there's like 24 to 3,500 settings that you get out of the box. So an application vendor could create more settings if they want to, but the application itself needs to be, re-engineered quite often in order to take advantage of that.
2: Hmm. And Actually, if
1: we, look at, if we look at Microsoft's world, in fact, hardly any stuff that even Microsoft puts out is even qualified. I, I mean, Office is a really good example of an application that is, in fact, templatized with ADM templates. But right. after that, I, there's not much. Uh, you know, and it put out a lot of stuff.
0: And, and so, I mean, you're basically admitting Microsoft retrofits this stuff in themselves, right? They don't do it by default.
1: Yeah, well, well, what I'm saying is like an application like Office was done by default, okay? An application like Office was well thought out and they said, okay, well, if we store, if, there's actually like two tiers of settings. Setting tier one is if the user says, uh, I want my underline spelling color to, you know, when you make a mistake and the spelling color gets underlined. Mm-hmm. I want I want my spelling color to be green. But if the administrator says I want it to be blue, then the administrator wins. That's great. That is a properly policy-enabled application. Right. Cool. Excellent. I can't name five of those.
0: <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> see Word. See, 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 I think I'm done. Word,
1: PowerPoint, Excel, and, uh, you know, Visio, maybe. Yeah. Right. So the point of the story is, you know, Office, they did a great job with Office, but then, uh uh-oh, what about 99.98% of the applications out there? So if if you've got administrators out there who are thinking to themselves, gosh, I've got applications like Acrobat with its new, you know, protection mechanism that I need to be turned on. Firefox, Java, Flash. How do I... How do I dictate settings like forcing off the automatic updates um turning on the important security settings that you know I might need for my corporate environment Sure how do I do that I
0: would love for you to be able I would love to be able to force off that flip and Java update pop up on all my workstations
1: what well, my friend, I have that answer for you. are you That's here to help
0: me, Jeremy? Is that what you're trying to tell I'm, me?
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver you to freedom, my friend. <laughs> and, <laughs>
2: Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, and here it is. It's simple. And uh, I'll jump to the end of the story and say that we've got a free version and a paid version. And I know you know that, yeah. but I just want to say it out loud so everybody's on board with that. Of course. So, the free, so we'll cover what that means in a second. But, yeah, so here's the deal. Out of the box, Paul three O, and we we've been out for a couple of years and have a lot of cool customers. But one of the things that customers kept asking us was, hey – Hey, policy pack guys, and I'm I'm the founder of the company. And we have a bunch of other folks that work for us, but I'm sort of like the uh, chief, you know, visionary kind of guy. So like I, I take in the customer requests, and then we figure out how to do it uh, for the company at large. And one of the things that people kept saying was, "Hey, how do we handle things like turning off the flash pop-up? Just what you said. Mm-hmm. How do we turn? How do we? How do we turn off uh, all the settings that that we want for you know?" For applications that will do auto updating like Acrobat Pro or Reader or Firefox or anything like that. How do we do that? So Policy Pack 3.0 has over 15 pre-configured packs that snap right into Group Policy and will deliver the settings to all those machines. And here's the kicker. We will deliver the setting and lock it down so a user can't work around it for most applications. So literally the UI element for, um, for say Acrobat Reader, mm-hmm. the, the literal UI element can be removed or disabled so a user can't even click on it.
0: Hmm. So they could double click on a PDF and it'll come up, but they can't load yep. Reader independently.
1: Well, they, no, they, they can low reader, but they can't go to edit preferences inside Acrobat Reader and change your delivered setting.
0: Now, are you telling me that Acrobat has built-in group policy support? How are you doing that?
1: Yeah, so it's magic. So okay. It was, right, so Acrobat, so in other words, I'm sure you've seen, uh, you know, people have seen on the intertubes ADM templates for acrobat reader they've existed for years but there have been some problems so let's break it down to the 20 let's go right way way down way down to the 20 yard line about the problem right the, the first problem is so let's say you download somebody's acrobat reader adm template okay great and you jam it into group policy that's totally fine yeah. and what you get out of that is a one-way conversation to deliver a setting so let's say the setting is you want to change the uh, spelling. Co- let's actually not go for a complex setting like turning off the uh, turning off the automatic updates. That's actually a whole different thing. Let's go with something simpler, like changing the spelling color. Okay. What, actually, that was too complicated either for Acrobat Reader. So we'll go for something even easier, which is um, changing the units of uh, inches, um, centimeters, you know, that kind of thing. This is pretty granular. So yeah, so, there's, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a registry setting for that, and Man Alive, you can set that through an ADM file. Nice. Great. So now it's on 10,000 machines as centimeters, and then the guy changes job roles from sales to marketing. What happens with an ADM file? So have you ever heard of the phrase registry tattooing?
0: No. What does that mean? Well,
1: Well, what that means in group policy land is that if a policy lives outside those proper policies keys that we talked about with Office, so Office Good, they use the proper policies keys. Acrobat Bad wasn't engineered for proper policies keys. The group policy engine itself has no way to... Recognize that the guy isn't using that same group policy object anymore and the settings don't apply to him anymore. And if you use just a garden variety ADM template that you find off the internet for Acrobat Reader, that setting is going to tattoo the registry forever.
0: Oh, I see. So everybody has that impact. It's not user specific. Is that because it's HT local machine rather than current user?
1: No, no, it's not that it's, it's, not that it's user-specific. It's, so let's say Johnny gets the setting that it sets it from, um, you know, uh, centimeters to inches right. or inches to centimeters, whatever, and then he gets a, a different job role change. He, You move his user account in Active Directory from sales to marketing, right. and when that happens, the group policy engine doesn't know that that change has occurred because the key that we're writing to isn't one of the, what's called the proper policies keys. So what ends up happening at a very technical level is it just leaves it there. Right. How's that for technical? It just leaves it there. So the guy <laughs> changes job roles. You want him in the marketing department to get a, a, a different or updated setting, and he doesn't get it. What a pain in the neck that is. And not only that, the other thing is, is that that ADM template does nothing at all to prevent the user from changing that setting. So the guy goes, and he changes the, that important setting to... I don't know, something else. Or like like uh, like Acrobat, uh, for instance, has this really important thing that they encourage you to turn on, which is called enhanced security. There's nothing at all to prevent a regular garden variety user from going up and changing that setting and becoming insecure. Right. Okay? So an ADM template will not help you fix that problem. So what Pack does is that we'll deliver the setting, We'll set it to the value that you want to. We'll lock down the UI. And even if the user or some other application does figure out a crazy way to change it, we are always running in the background, even when offline. Wow. So if the guy does, yep, yep. So you go to Nome, Alaska. The next time you log on, bam, we're putting back that IT pro setting that you set on that guy's machine.
0: So each time he does a login, it basically goes through and checks that all the policies are still correctly applied?
1: That's right. We okay. uh, Basically, group policy uh, out of the box isn't cached locally. It has to go back out to the domain controller, contact the mothership, see if there's anything that's changed, and only stuff that's changed comes down. We take a different tack. We use group policy as our transport. That's cool. And then we save all that stuff locally, and then every time you log on, we just re-guarantee those settings again.
0: Nice. Super. So is this specifically for Win 7, or will it, could I use this on XP?
1: No, works fine on XP and above and terminal server and even cool VDI stuff like Citrix Zen Desktop or VMware View. Basically, you know, we are part of the operating system. So if you've ever you know, if you've ever used the group policy preferences, we're sort of like the newer cousin to the group policy preferences. We you know, we we act exactly the same way, we're architected exactly the same way. We have a couple of extra superpowers, and uh, you know, like I said, the two big superpowers are that we have all these pre-configured packs that are ready to go um, that hook right into the group policy editor. Uh, they're not ADM templates. They are, you know, they have their own language. And when you see them the first time, which, <laughs> sorry to sound like a proud parent here, but they look exactly like the actual application itself. Huh. So when, well, yeah, so if you've got, uh, you know, policy pack for, uh, you know, Acrobat, all the same tabs and all the same features are in all the same places. So you just go, oh, that's the tab, that's the feature, that's the drop-down, boom, and you're done.
0: Nice. So it's easy to find. Well, it sounds like to me that the policy pack out outlines, here's all the things we can set on Acrobat Reader for you. What would you like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, well, Actually, it looks just like Acrobat Reader. That's the whole point. Right. There's no learning curve. You yeah. Just, you you know that you want that enhanced security thing turned on, so you go to the enhanced security tab, you turn it on, and then you rip off the knob so a you, the end user can't you can't change it from you. Nice. Yeah.
0: And you say you got about fifteen of these right now. So I mean, obviously Acrobat Reader. What else?
1: Uh, let's see the hot ones right now, and it's I never know from week to week what's going to be the hot ones. Sure. Like We're getting a lot of phone calls this week for um. Link client, so we've got one for for link, which is super cool and
0: that's the that's l y n c the new uh, office communicator client
1: that's right the new link client uh, the uh, that's right now not everything in that one can be dictated using policy packs. some things can only be dictated from the server, but uh, what we're able to do is also lock people out of their t- out of those tabs in the link client so that users can't change those settings. Even if they're logged on as a regular user. So I know there's a lot of push right now toward getting toward what's called a least privileged desktop. Right. That's the idea where you run as a standard user, then use one of those, you know, applications that are, they're great, they do a great job, that will elevate the user so that way they don't get the UAC prompt for certain applications. That's, that's not what we're doing here. We're saying that even when the user is a regular user,
0: mm-hmm.
1: lock them out of portions of the application that are going to get them in trouble.
0: Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter how they're logged in.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, basically, even as a regular user, man, there's a ton of damage that they could do. Sure. They, you know, they, they click on, they go to edit preferences or tools options, and they make one settings change or something, and then what happens? The help desk gets called. Nobody knows how to fix it. It, co- You know, I did the math on it once. It costs you, like... 200 bucks in dollars to, like, send somebody out there, nuke their desktop, get them rejoined to the domain, restore, you know, their connections to all that stuff, it's expensive to, like, nuke a machine because a user goes to edit preferences and changes one thing that and nobody knows what they did, you know? So, in our world, that, that problem just kind of, like, goes away because now we're creating a pack that we've actually got for you. Uh, uh, we'll talk about creating your own in a second. So you've got a pack. You've set the settings that are important to the IT or the business. They get delivered. They're guaranteed on, and the user literally can't work around it. I mean, it just solves a huge problem. So I'm just looking that, at the list and uh,
0: thinking live messenger's got to be a good one too because that's one of the things that just runs rampant inside of the uh, organization.
1: Yeah, that's all, exactly right. So if, something, if you've got like a little uh, – you're right. I think you're, you and I are basically saying the same thing. If somebody, if, you, you know, if something's already catching fire in your organization, you can set group policy upon that application, even though that application has no native group policy support now. So as soon as it's installed, in fact, before it's installed, check this out, we're setting our settings. So then when it's installed, the first time it's run in, in many cases... We're actually pre-setting that application up, so that way when the user runs it the first time, it's just ready to go. Nice. Yeah. So to answer the second part of your question, what else is popular? Uh, Firefox is super popular. We get a lot of people who say, you know, their applications are only tested to work and validated to work on Firefox, but we can't. You know, we need to make sure that this is our home page and these are our security options. How do we guarantee that? Right. Um, Firefox has no native group policy support, it's like been a huge sore point. So there have been these companies that will repackage Firefox for you and sell it back to you for a subscription. So every time Firefox gets updated, you wait for them to do their thing, they mail you a new MSI file, and they've got some rudimentary group policy support. That's not the way we do it. It's just our pack will work, and it works from Firefox 3 all the way to 5 and beyond. So no matter what version of Firefox you have, we can just—you got Firefox. You want to deliver settings, man. There's really, uh, you know, no easy other way to do it.
0: Just get it done. So I can build my own packs, and I presume more packs are coming.
1: Bo- both things are true. Let's go with the more packs are coming. So, like we we um, we have a couple that are, you know, I, today's date is uh, you know August of 2011. We got 15 right now. I've got four or five in the pipeline. Big things uh autocad was a big app wow. so we put so we put together autocad 2012 as a pre-configured pack i mean that is crazy i mean i i'm not a big autocad guy but man that pack is huge and has like thousands of settings that we can deliver and lock those drafts people out of those settings Cause i don't want to be the guy that has to figure out how to fix autocad for pete's sake
0: yeah so. no kidding that, what, what about chrome good.
1: Chrome coming out. How did you know that? Do you I, have like a secret spy you have a spy cam set up here in the offices?
0: Well, you know, it's 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 gaining traction, so that would be the other browser I'd want to be able to lock up.
1: Yep. We're 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 heading toward it very soon. Wow, good good thought. So then let's answer the question of how do you create your own pack? So Policy Pack gets you, you know these free pre-configured packs to use when you're using Policy Pack, and then also our free Design Studio tool. Seriously, Rich, you you your face will fall off when you see the Design Studio tool. <laughs> Literally, it'll just you you're, you won't you won't know where to put your jaw. Here's how it works. You you know like you've got like you go to any application, and you go to Tools Options. Now you're looking at that Options page yep. of that app that has like five to ten tabs on it. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we capture every tab, and then we ask you to walk through each checkbox, drop down, a radio button, and we do like a light like before and after in the registry or the file that the application stores its data in. Mm -hmm. And by the time you know it, you're done with tab one, done with tab two, done with tab three, and you're done with the pack. And then you've got your own pre-configured pack. So we've got, We've got people who are creating packs for their in-home applications and, you know, uh, off-the-shelf stuff that we just haven't gotten to yet. we got a guy who's so gung-ho, he's going to actually create. He, he, he's got a bunch of stuff that he's using. He wants to share his packs with us, and we're going to put them online. It's free, pre-configured packs. Nice. So we're going to may- maybe work on this, like, sharing zone or something like that to, to help people kind of share their own packs maybe coming soon.
0: All right, let's That's talk about numbers. You have a free edition of this product. Yeah. So what yep. does the free edition not do that the pay edition does?
1: Let's do it the other way around. Okay. So the, the way the free edition works is, actually, there's three modes. So let's, say, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the, the first one, which is trial mode. Right. So if the computer has got the word computer in the name, it acts as if it's fully licensed. So that's the idea where you've got an OU, and you want to set it up in the real world, but you don't have a test lab. Right. So you just bring up a computer called Computer 21, join it to the domain, load our little client-side extension piece on the client machine, yeah. and you're done. You're ready for testing. So that is, that's the first free mode. The second free mode is what we call community mode. Community mode means take one pack of your choice, That's a registry-based pack. Mm -hmm. So by way of example, like WinZip and Acrobat and Link are all registry-based ones, but Firefox, Flash, and, say, um, Java are not Mm registry-based. So take a registry-based pack of your choice, and we will work up to 25 elements and tabs. So a checkbox, a radio button, a drop-down. you can configure 25 of those puppies with one pack, absolutely free. Take us for what we're worth.
0: Nice. So that's enough to certainly take it out for a spin. Or if you've just got one thing you need to take care of, this will do it.
1: That's right. So like a lot of people are saying, you know what, let me give it a shot. This Acrobat Reader stuff where I need to turn on and enforce that enhanced security thing because I know what a vulnerability that is. Mm-hmm. Let me just get the community version. I'll use that as my one pack. I'll sell it to the boss and show how great this is that we're all enforced and people can't work around it. And maybe I'll, I'll grow into the real version later. Great. That's the whole point.
0: Right. And so when I want to go to the real version, what's it costing me?
1: So the, uh, the list price right now, and we're, we're flirting with raising our prices, but at the time that we're, that we're talking right now, it's the insanely low price of only $12 million.
0: <laughs> only <laughs> need to sell one. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. No, the, uh, the cost is per computer, all you can eat, okay? Yeah. So if, if you, if you want to set up and use all 15 packs on day one right. on a gaggle of computers. That's totally cool. We don't count the number of users. No, no, no. We count the number of computers, which is almost always in the advantage of the you know of the of the of their business. Right. And, you know, most people have m- more users than computers. Yeah. So you know, it, we try to give a, an advantage there on purpose. And then instead of 12 million dollars no, 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 it's the low, low, insanely low price of $10 per computer for the first year and then $3 uh, generally in quantity for um, the second year. Now, like I said, we, we, may, we may be raising our prices, so I hope, you know, if somebody wants to get in quick, then they may have to mention the, the Richard Campbell Supreme Discount to keep <laughs> that price.
0: Just tell them Run As Radio sent you.
1: You know what? If they tell us Run As Radio sent us... I, I'll see what I can do. Nice. I That's, got a little pull.
0: There you go. Yeah, you know the owner.
1: I do. He's a good friend of mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, ten bucks a year is not a huge amount of money for getting uh, policies taken care of.
1: It's not even for a year, man. Oh, maybe I miss. Maybe I misspoke. No, no, no you're right. The first it's year,
0: ten bucks for the first year, three bucks after that.
1: Yeah. So, like, the scenario is you have five hundred computers the first year. And, you know, you pay your, you know, initial getting started fee, and that's good for the first year. The next year, if you have 5,050 computers, then you, you renew those first, sorry, 550 computers. If you renew those, uh, those initial guys, and then you true up the computer overage that we never saw before. And P.S., we don't, we don't care if you've nuked tons of machines. If you've got it, if you're in the same count, and that's totally cool. Like I know a lot of school districts, they they nuke their machines every year. We don't yeah. care about the actual computer itself. We just do a raw count of computers that you want, and you can be licensed per domain, per OU, peer OUs. We're, we're just incredibly flexible on purpose to uh, to give as much, you know. If somebody's got a weird situation that I've got this OU, but I'm moving to these OUs, and I want to be secure on the target, that's cool. We're, we'll work with you. We're easy.
0: So how do I go about buying this thing?
1: So, yes, that's a good question. And all you do is you go to policypak.com. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to, uh, you know, if somebody's listening to this now, we've got all those under the products. We've got a video for every pre-configured pack. So if you're thinking, gosh, I don't know what I would want to configure with the policy pack for Java JRE. Well, you'd click on that and watch my little video on it, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready to rock, you click on download or webinar, and uh, the idea is that uh, after you watch the webinar, which, by the way, will answer any other questions anybody would have and uh, shows you how to use it, it's kind of like free training for the free version of the product, if that makes any sense. Right. So I would, I would suggest most people click on the webinar and watch the webinar. And after the webinar is over, the next day we just hand over the bits. That's it. Nice. Uh, if you're if you're on the I'm you know I, I'm on the accelerated plan, I got everything I need. You can click on download. We ask that you speak to our one super friendly salesperson here just to make sure you you, you know what Policy Pack does. Like we we used to get all these weird phone calls. Like does Policy Pack help me reset my admin password? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we don't want people just downloading our free bits to. You know, it's just, it just got to be a weird place. So we just, we have like a a single quick, we'll email you, make sure you're the real deal, and you can make sure that we're the real deal, and then we're happy to send over the bits. But we do encourage most people to attend the webinar because it seems to be like the best like I said, I, I try to give these webinars in a way that gives people the ability to really get a feel for what it does and ask questions. And, it sounds like it just uh, sorts
0: everybody out, that, okay, you know what you're actually getting now. I mean, you're gonna, a certain number of people are now going to walk away. This is not the product I needed.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Because, again, we don't, we don't handle that user account control problem. People sometimes confuse us with that. Like, oh, do you do that elevated user rights thing? No, 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 we don't do that. We deliver settings to applications and lock them down. Right. I could see where it's confusing, but we don't we don't do that. We don't handle that problem. We work actually very well with that type of technology. So if you've got a beyond trust, a vecto or a uh like a script logic least privileged product, we actually work awesome with all three of those products. And I've got little videos on the website to show how that interaction works. But we don't do that problem. We don't solve that problem. So we just want to make sure that if somebody wants to download our bits, that they're not like, hey, we thought it solved this problem, that kind of thing.
0: Right. So don't, don't, don't just spray your bits all over the place. Make sure they're going to people who know what they're buying.
1: That's it. Yeah. Somebody really just wants it. And it's like, dude, I know I only want to use the community version. That's cool. That's totally fine. That's what it's there for. But, you know, we encourage most people to go through the webinar because, you know, it just makes things just so much better for everybody. Mm
0: -hmm. Just understanding exactly how this works. And the design studio, is that part of the paid edition or can I use it in the community edition?
1: Yeah, it's totally free. So the idea, like, here's the deal, like, uh, the thought process anyway. Let, let's say you, uh, spin up a machine and you call it Computer 12, right. right? And if the computer's got Computer in the name, it acts as if it's fully licensed. Right. You can, you can show the boss a pack you created as if you were fully licensed. Right. right. So that way it's just like, How cool is that? Here's a pack I made for our in-house Dog Food Maker 12 app boss, the one that people keep working around and swearing on a stack of Bibles They didn't change their setting. Yeah. So then you show it off, and then it acts as if it's fully licensed, and then if you want to share that pack back with us, you know, if it's a pack we think that a lot of others might use, we might make it a free, downloadable, pre-configured pack.
0: Sure. And when we're talking about getting fully licensed, we're talking about 10 bucks, guys. Give up a couple of lattes.
1: Seriously. Well, it's a latte after this first year, and that's two lattes the first year. Exactly. Right. Thank you. I agree. You know, that's the thing about software, right? Especially, you know, I don't know about you, but we're, there seems to be a big, weird trend for me going on in computer land, which is we've got to get huge software in that requires three full-time people to run it all the time and have big infrastructure and complexity. Yeah. That is crazy to me. I mean, look, for me, I love elegant non-architecture, and Policy Pack has no... Required architecture. There's no servers to buy or SQL databases to put up. Uh, we, we don't – there's nothing like that. We just use the group policy you already have. Right. So you can get started in – I think one guy said he got started in four minutes. He nice. deployed it literally to his clients in four minutes. I say seven minutes, but, you know, hey, this guy might be smarter than me, and he got it going in four minutes.
0: Well, I do think there's a conversation to be had about what needs to be turned off and what needs to be on on given applications. But that's a conversation. This is not weeks of work.
1: Well, you know, at the end of the day, right, the, the, the thing that I like to explain to people when I'm sitting down with them is that if it's important enough to deploy and put on desktops, it's probably important to manage. Mm-hmm. Because every application, like even something as silly as WinZip, has security settings built in, and for a user to just walk on top of those security settings and decide they don't want to use them, you don't want, like I said, you don't want to be that company that ends up in the newspapers because you could have done something. And I know WinZip is a silly kind of example here, but Acrobat Pro and Acrobat Reader, not silly examples. Um, Flash, not silly. You know, there's a lot of them that aren't, that are really important. Homegrown Applications, Very important. So if it's important enough to get on those desktops, great. And that's the thing. We don't deploy software like SMS or SCCM or Ghost or Landesk does. Those guys kill it when it comes to actually deploying the app. Sure. But they do nothing around managing the settings around the app for security and consistency. And that's what we do.
0: Awesome. Hey, Jeremy, really fun to talk to you. I see you're really excited about your product. You've hit a new plateau here, man. I think it's going to do great things.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, look, I yeah, I do. I just feel like a proud parent. Uh, this three zero release has just uh, been. A, we've been, you know, we've been doing so much at the same time. Getting these pre configured packs. Getting a fully new designed design studio for people to use. Um, we've got. We're ready for folks to uh, to. You know, we've already got a whole bunch of people who are using it out there, and we're ready for people to to see the light and actually you know make their own lives easier so they can get home on time for a change so if i can help with that that that's that's what i live to do
0: jeremy moskowitz thanks so much for coming on run as radio thanks man and we'll talk to you next week on run as radio